Hello and welcome to episode 157 of Sorry You're In My Seat, a weekly podcast that unites two best friends on a quest to find the greatest movies of all time. I'm your host, it's a me, Aaron, and I'm joined by my co-host, it's a him, James. Too happy for this episode already. <laughs> We're doing Super Mario Brothers the movie from 1993, the podcast that brought you the Mortal Kombat review and Street Fighter. That's episode 124 and an episode 132, respectively. We're now completing the trilogy, I guess, of infamous video game adaptations into movies. We've also done Resident Evil, we've done Doom, we've done everything. But these are the top three, right? Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, and the one that started it all, the first adaptation. Mario Brothers the movie. The, the one that we blame for what came after. <laughs> Thank you. What, what's going on? Why, I'm not sensing any enjoyment from this, James. What's the matter? It's because I've seen this film. Mm-hmm. No, I'm only joking. Do you know what? When I saw this as a kid, I've got fond memories of it. It's because you didn't know any better. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Because I remember in the space of two weeks, I saw Jurassic Park in this. And I remember as a kid thinking, God, Super Mario Brothers was a great... Game. Yeah, I mean, jumping jump the gun already is that, yeah, this, this, for many reasons, this movie didn't do too well. Box office, the fact that people have eyes. There's lots of reasons why <laughs> the people, yeah. But, uh, you know, when something's so bad, you can kind of taste it. Yeah. <laughs> just tingles all over your body that you're watching something really bad. I mean, one of the things was Jurassic Park sunk this movie coming out two weeks apart from each other. Um, both have a dinosaur in it. Which one are you going to put your money on? Jurassic Park. Um, but, do you know what? I'm up for it. I'm up for it. I didn't watch this film as a kid. Never. I didn't. I watched this as an adult. I was. Oh. I knew it. I knew it had this like negative stigma. Stigma around it. Yeah. People didn't like it, and that it was so like, how could they get it so wrong and so uninspired from the source material? And and I knew all that going in. And I think I watched this movie in my twenties. It, it just slipped me by. How do you feel now, though? That. You, you can't use it as an excuse anymore that you missed it. And I haven't watched it since in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> but we did do it for this podcast uh, because, you know, there's just too much good in the world right now. <laughs> <laughs> COVID's going away, apparently. It's not, but it's, apparently. It's, so it's time to ruin everyone's life again. Yeah. But, um, you know, we, we watch the movie so you don't have to on the quest to find the greatest of all time. If we find them, we put them in our Sorry You're In My Seat vault. Uh, if we come across any terrible movies... I'm in, <laughs> um, we put them in the pit. Um, is Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat in there? No, Mortal Kombat won't be because I wouldn't have let you do that to Mortal Kombat. And I think Street Fighter is so bad it's actually good. I guess I guess the question is, when we were talking about Street Fighter, I think we decided that we, we wanted to live in a world where it existed because it, it did give you hours of fun, but not in a good way. <laughs> I guess the question today we've got to answer it is, is Super Mario Brothers so bad it's good? Yeah, is it is it a, an unsung cult masterpiece or is it a disaster piece? Well, That's kind of what we do, isn't it? Yeah. I I don't know. I, I, I think looking back, I didn't like the revisit of Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter is probably the one I'm most known to as a bit of a martial arts like Jean-Claude Van Damme fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's probably the one I've seen the most. This this week, re-watching this movie for the second time, <sighs> spoilers, it's not good. No. No, I do for the, like the fifth or sixth time I've seen it. So I've seen it twice. Don't know why. I went into your house earlier. Saw the end of the third time. Still don't know why. <laughs> I've been good lately as well. <laughs> uh, you can't win them all. No. Um, but do you know what? I know. So I guess the question is, and we, we have done episodes on video games to movies in the past, is why don't they work? I think it's because there's too many. I think it's fundamentally the money people, the producers don't actually understand what we like as video games. I mean, I, the point is... 
Mass Effect. I love Mass Effect. Mass Effect is one of my favourite uh, game series of all time. However, what I like about it is the choices I make create the world I live in. So would I watch a linear storyline? Well, no, because one of the best things about Mass Effect is the choices I make shape the lives of the people around me, reacts, you know. In one game, if you save certain pieces, you, you're loved and, you know, it's, everyone's cheering you. The other times you can sacrifice people and the game's then harder because those people won't ally with you in the second game. I will never get that from a film because the, I'm only, I'm like canon by their, their decisions. And then some other times hint hint you've got a game especially from the earlier generations which didn't have the memory to have a storyline so you maybe were just jumping around a pixelated world fucking hell try and give him that storyline just like Sonic the Hedgehog you know I guess the difference is Sonic the Hedgehog did a pretty better job at trying to create a storyline for, for, for a game series that really didn't have one it was like it's a hedgehog and it collects rings that's all you need to know there's a bad guy With the Sonic works because it took what you know and it gave you a story to get to where you know yeah. So it kind of gave you a bit of a, like, this is his world, and then he comes to our world, you got to get him back to his world. And by the end of the movie, you kind of got his motives, you kind of got that he belonged in his own realm exactly. and everything like that. So that worked. The, it's the, also quite simple. The Pokemon movie, the Detective Pikachu, don't get me wrong, the, that movie just did not deserve to be good. Yeah. It had no right being good, and I enjoyed it. I, I find it good. The animated movie as well, I think, bookmarked a time in my life like remember watching the Pokemon movie and thinking cool I was kind of growing out of Pokemon at the time and it bookended a very nice experience of growing up like a generational end thing yeah and it was a good it was a good film but it's when you try and turn what is I think aimed at a younger audience and try and market it for an older generation which is what Super Mario Brothers the movie was trying to do. So if you read the history around the movie, it was trying to bring adult gamers to the land of Mario in a kind of reverse, oh, let's do an adult movie, a kind of dystopian, bleak movie. Because it works well for Highlanders that's what, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what adults love, you know, like depressive shit. It'll make them play the games because what a great selling point. And Nintendo had done this. There was a movie in the 80s called Kingdom, which was very much a greatest hits of everything that Nintendo had produced and was producing. It was a big marketing movie that actually had Super Mario 3, I think it was, at the end of the movie was the big reveal. It was a big marketing ad, this whole movie for Nintendo. Uh-huh. And off the back of that, like I say, it come out that Super Mario Brothers, which is is the biggest game of all time. Yeah, I think so. I think it's one of the starting franchises, isn't it? Launched, helped launch Nintendo, still going strong now. Still great games to play mm. as well, with a lack of storyline. The last Mario game I played was a I believe a giant hat steals your hat. <laughs> so you have to go get your hat back. It, it, is, it is odd, isn't it, that, that you'd think, <coughs> you'd, you'd look at the source material and think that would transcribe to the big screen. Because yeah. like you say, Pokemon, you've got endless amounts of characters and you've got endless amounts of stories that you can go through that. And also they weren't based on any games. So what's really funny is, um, you know, the animated show you talked about mm. was a continuation of a of a long story that was told through games, but also Magnus and uh, a TV series that I never watched, mm. but everyone else did. Um, so you did have a continuation. And then if you talk about Detective Pikachu, whilst it's set in like a game-like world, it's not actually... There isn't a video game you can play. So it kind of took the characters and went, well, what if they were in a movie? Mm. It's kind of different. And it was kind of daring because it was like a murder mystery with a Pokemon. So even I liked it and I wasn't even a fan. And Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, obviously. I love Maybe Ryan that's Reynolds. what this movie's lacking. Ryan Reynolds should have been in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Um, we'll do as we normally do. We'll do a bit of a play-by-play. We'll talk about some of the, the, the key scenes in it, give a bit of the movie history. Uh, if this is your first time, do like, subscribe. You get a new episode each and every week uh, if you subscribe to us. And like I say, some of the weeks we do things like this where we look at one movie, sometimes we look at genres, sometimes we look at a particular actor, or like last week we did streaming services, we looked at big releases on Amazon. So it does change each and every week. Um, so if this is your first time, don't judge us by Mario. Please don't. <laughs>
Please don't. Please don't. Seriously, uh, don't. Uh, but you know what? Before we start now, let's have some good things. So last week I was talking about um, Tom Hiddleston's tickled me. Mm. So I finally finished watching The Night Manager. I love Night Manager. It was a rewatch for me. Now I've noticed, mate, I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a serial watcher. So what, what I'll do is I don't like jumping randomly to things. I like a bit of continuation. In The Night Manager, you've got Olivia Coleman. And then I remember thinking, do you know what? I love Olivia Coleman. Everyone does. She's Britain's national sweetheart at the minute. You know, can do no wrong. Mm. Still riding that high from when the Oscars were relevant and she won it and she just basically told everyone to fuck off. I was like, yes. And the Oscars never been relevant, but exactly. Right. Except for when Olivia Coleman won one. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and then I went, do you know what? I'm going to follow her train now. So I jumped from Tom Hiddleston to Olivia Coleman. Rewatched Broadchurch because I've never seen series two and three. So I'm literally just about to finish series one. What a great TV show. And it's aged brilliantly. still really good. Series what, one is epic. I, I've, some, so season two has been spoiled for me as in what happens right at the end. However, I've never seen it. So I don't know about the new characters they had. I don't know how, you know, we've evolved as characters. I don't know storyline. I know what happens, but that hasn't ruined for me because I know it's a series three and I know nothing about that. So I'm ready to jump in. And do you know what? It's really good. I think more people should do that. They should catch up on TV shows from from yesteryear that maybe they missed. They've heard so much about. Like Luther would be a great one to go back and look mm. at. I love Broadchurch. It's so brilliant. I forgot how great it was. How believable the characters are. The writing's fantastic. I've just mentioned all this now because you know what? All these positives I'm saying probably won't come up later. <laughs> <laughs> so. I was a big fan of Broadchurch. I watched season one streamed, and then I caught and watched season two and three like live as it was kind of. Yeah. being released uh, and I, yeah you're right I loved it season one is one of the best seasons and then two and three are kind of a continuation season yeah. and it does have an overarching storyline overall three but um, it's also got um, Doctor Who uh, Jodie Whittaker it's got Jodie Whittaker and I think do you know what I forgot I believe it might have been her performances in this that maybe made her big enough to be Doctor Who. She's so good as the She's Mother. She's very good, yeah. Um, David Tennant as well with his natural accent, which is weird because as a Doctor Who fan and, you know, seeing him on British TV and he always has to put a British accent, was always like, oh, he's Scottish. Oh, he mm. is actually Scottish. So um, I think what I'm really loving is that at the end of Broadchurch, I'm obviously going to pick one of these actors and then follow them onto something else. So it's probably going to be Tennant, so I'm probably going to pick up. Tennant's one of my favourite actors, I'll be honest. I think he's certainly, I think now top 10, and I'm, I probably forgot to mention him in the Best of British episode because such is the way with us, James. Yes. Well, we, we missed lots of stuff. But Tennant is... I don't even think we mentioned Sean Bean, a, a person <laughs> we decided was so great we then did an episode about. <laughs> so, but t- <laughs> Tennant is one of my favourites. I went through a streak of watching him as like really piece of shit villains. Like I watched, <laughs> I watched him in like Jessica Jones. Then I watched him in like that Dez where he's a cannibal. And then I watched him in this one where he's a GP, a Scottish GP who murders his whole family. Jesus Christ. And I was like, you fucking tenants dark, isn't he? <laughs> and then Saturday afternoons, it used to be like, ooh, science and shit, I'm Doctor Who. I did like him as Doctor Who. So I'm fairly certain, I don't like to pick this, at the end, I'll do the three series of Broadchurch and then I'll probably David Tennant in it. And I haven't seen some of the films you've mentioned or TV series. Mm. I'll probably jump onto them. And then whoever he stars longer. Quite like this jumping thing. Like everything's got a link. It's like, it's like 50 degrees of, of Kevin Bacon, but I've started off with, like Tom Hiddleston, I'm already mm. on to Oliver Coleman. I can't wait to see where I go. I will say, season three, I wouldn't have seen it coming. Lenny Henry, fuck off. Great performance in the first season. Did you make you add me at Lenny Henry? Great performance. Like again, no right to be that good in that season. I Lenny, was like, Lenny Henry. Henry's in it, and he's fucking great in it. Lenny Henry. Yeah, because Broadchurch does that thing where each episode you go around the asses of it, kind of red herring. Oh, that's the person. They're all about don't fit. Where were they on the night of the murder? And it does that where eventually you're like, well, there's no one left but one person, so it's them. It is the definition of it's not the person you suspect the most. So every episode it goes, you should suspect this person the most. So you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know it's not in there. Um, I forgot Doug Bradley was, uh, is it, Doug Bradley plays uh, Finch as well in um, 
in the Harry Potter things, he plays the caretaker. I can't remember his name. He's David Bradley. David Bradley. Sorry, Doug Bradley's the guy who plays Hellraiser. Hellraiser, yeah. yeah. I was going to say Pinhead's not in it, um, is he? So is it David Bradley? David Bradley, yeah. He was, I, in, he was in Jolt that we talked about last week. Yes. Yeah. So I forgot, you know, he came from nowhere. You know, what mm. a great actor, because I don't remember, I don't know his earlier work. But then he just kind of he, he hit seven. It was like, right, I'm going to be in loads of movies now. Yeah. And I, I, it was great seeing him again, because his storyline, it hurts the most when mm. you're watching Broadchurch. His episode that's kind of centered around him. At the end, I was like, Oh, I might go outside and throw myself in the river. He uh, he's, he was also in Afterlife, wasn't he? And that was a great series. Yeah, he Ricky plays uh, Ricky Gervais' dad, doesn't he? Yeah. Of oh, course, cool. so you've been watching that. I'm still on Handmaid's Tale. Oh, you said bleak, man. I, I, yeah. Closer to death. I'd say, I'd say I had to break away from all the happiness to watch Mario Brothers this week. <laughs> which, which was bleak. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, I have, though, watched part one of the Netflix horror trilogy, Fear Street. Ooh. I've watched the first one. And I would like to say to you, sir, mm-hmm. Halloween is not exclusive. Sorry, horror is not exclusive to Halloween. Yeah. Maybe next week or the week after we should look at them three films because they're quite. There's quite a lot to talk about. So you were a fan. Um. Yeah. I've already seen and the you're first not a one. Fan, so no, it's not my go-to. But I must admit, the first one that you can tell it's made by people that love like '80s slasher horrors. They get this tone. The first one said '94. And they get that scream tone really good. And then it goes a bit supernatural and it goes a bit Stranger Things, which is unfortunate because it... Do you know know how like... like a realistic horror. Yeah, but do you know, know, like, this thing that I, I try not to do, but you can't help doing it, is that... Stranger Things changed the game and then all of a sudden it became a, a, a descriptive. Oh, it's like Stranger Things. Yeah. You know, because anytime when there's a young cast, you know, that was set in, you know, the 70s, 80s or whatever it is, where the kids save the day over the humans. It's like, oh, very Stranger Things. You know, it's the what you do, isn't it? And John Wick does that as well. You know, when you're like, anytime now there's a vigilante movie where one person takes on a hundred bad guys. So, oh, it's very John Wick. It yeah. became like the staple. Uh, it, I don't it, like it, that. It, yeah, it's a bad thing to do, and I find myself doing it all the time, and I really shouldn't. Well, I think we should just change the narrative. So instead of saying it's like strange things, be like it's like the Goonies, or mm. you know, instead of oh, John Wick, it's like Turner and Hooch. <laughs> there you go. Let's get Turner and Hooch relevant again. There it's never going to happen, though, is it? It wasn't relevant when it came out. Get Dragnet, <laughs> fucking love Dragnet, drag. mate. I'll bring you to. Yes, there you go. Um, yeah, so I've, I watched that. So I'm looking forward to this second and then the third. And what I really like about them is it's a trilogy where they're in. Uh, descending order so Ooh. the second one is in the 70s and then the third one is in 1666 I don't think it's about the Battle of Hastings but we'll see cowards <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I ain't seen it maybe it is maybe Ooh. Uh, but yeah so I'm going to I'm going to plow on through them so too. Netflix yeah oh that sounds really good and there's already talks that this may fall part of a um, horror multiverse which I oh. fucking love the sound of. Like basically saying what you what they've done in the MCU, you can do with horror. And when, but when you see this first one, how it gels together certain killers, it actually there's something there. All right then, I, I give it. I'm I'm kind of off the multiverse type things at the moment because I think everyone's doing it to the point of getting bored because I don't like the idea of how many films I'm going to have to watch to understand mm. the film like in four films time. <laughs> I am halfway through rewatching Suicide Squad, the original, mm. and the biggest villain is the editor because I was watching it and I'm it's watching terrible, the I'm watching it really slowly. The first fifteen minutes are actually pretty good. Then there's a scene where Rick Flag's talking to um, oh, in, Chand- to, to, in, uh, in in the hotel room, and then it skips to where he's planting a bomb. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. And then there's and then there's not a bit at the beginning where he's he's pally with Will Smith because he likes the camaraderie. He's like, oh, this you know which one of us is going to be the leader, and it cuts to a next scene where his beard's different. Mm. and he's screaming I don't want to work with these people and Amanda Waller's like completely opposite to what she was in the scene previous 
it's really like seriously it's like a crime against editing yeah it is really badly I mean that that is the main villain of that movie is it mm. not the Joker it is <laughs> I think I think the problem is if I carry on it'll hurt me because it looks like there's a really good film in there like at some point there was a really good film because like I said I thought the first 15 minutes were actually pretty good but then you know go back to last week think about what we heard about the new Suicide Squad the Suicide Squad how it's mm. different but um, I thought I'd give it a try because it's done that cheeky thing do you remember when they released um, the Schneider Cut mm. And then all the streaming sites were like... Uh, the higher cut. Uh, yeah. It's not going to happen, Well, Well, that's what it's... So, so, so The Suicide Squad's big in the cinema. So Netflix suddenly up in the top 10 now. Suicide oh, yeah, I, Squad. I see it. <laughs> I see it's like fifth, isn't it? It's yeah, like, so, what, people people aren't watching it. Yeah, so, that, so I watched it based on, it's like, yeah, you've got people here. Uh, <laughs> but I was technically one of them. So, so let's let's go into it because... <laughs> let's talk about someone else, please. Let, <laughs> let, let's, let's go into Super Mario Brothers. I'm keen to make this episode shorter than the movie itself. Please. Um, and also... We we do need this is relevant because you know later this year we're, later this year we're going to have Uncharted come out and knock Mario Brothers off the top spot for the worst adaptation yep. of all time because not my Drake mate not my Drake not my Drake not my Scully <sighs> why Tom Holland and bloody Mark Wahlberg Mark Wahlberg I think it's like they were making do you know what it is do you remember we were talking about cop films and I talked about a cop film where the <laughs> The kid, the kid becomes a cop because he's seen a murder. It, you know, if they were remaking that film, mm. I'd watch that. That'd be fine. Honestly, Nathan Fillion and J.K. Simmons. That's <gasps> what we wanted. That's what we want. That's what we deserve. So until that movie comes out, which I'm damning already, the the, the top spot for the worst adaptation, I think, Mario Brothers, um, we're going to go into. So first, let's look at Mario Brothers, the game. Big game player. Do you play Mario growing up? Never had a SNES, but my friend Tom growing up did. So every Saturday when I went around, we used to whack it out and play it. That Mario Kart. Is, there's a shared universe I want to be involved in. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, I, I was a big fan, actually, of the Mario games. I We had the NES and then yeah. the SNES. What I like The Super Nintendo. I, I can't remember. I can remember what they looked like. I just can't remember the names of the consoles. I, I remember I remember they did different genres, like when they went into the next generation. They did like party games as well. So you're playing with like four of your friends mm. and, they, and there wouldn't be a storyline. You'd just be like matching different mini games. Mm. I remember the first time having party play was brilliant. Oh, it's fantastic. Mm. Yeah, yeah, big fan of Nintendo, actually. So Mario Brothers was first released in 1983 uh, and to date is one of the most popular, beloved and well-known games ever to hit the entertainment systems. Uh, you'd have to search far and wide to find a gamer who doesn't know about Nintendo's Mario. So originating as a spin-off to Donkey Kong. It was because uh, Plumber Man. Plumber Man. There you go. <laughs> uh, saving not a princess, it was a lady friend, wasn't it? Yeah. I can't remember her name. Rachel or something. Lindy. Linda. I don't know. But oh, it was it was, a, it was a romantic interest. It was labelled as a friend. Um, Mario is the story... PG rating, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Mario is the story of an Italian-American plumber and his brother Luigi who take on creatures emerging from open drains and sewers of New York City. Uh, that was the original concept before we got into, you know, Whatever Mushroom Kingdom and <laughs> Dino Land and everything else. And LSD. <laughs> As the game's narrative expanded, they'll go on to include other worlds and dimensions and a host of psychics and supporting characters such as Toad, Princess Peach, Yoshi, MVP mate every time in the game, as well as villains such as Bowser and Wario. I didn't really get into the Wario bit, the anti-hero character. Oh, I, I, I like Wario purely because, right, so Nintendo 64 was my console, mate, it was designed for me. Mario Kart, every time you won as Wario, it's, I'm a Wario, I'm a gonna win. <laughs> We're sorry uh, to all our Italian listeners. And Wario. Yeah, and Wario. <laughs> he listens. Mate, you didn't mention Waluigi, which is the laziest fucking <laughs> villain. It's just like, Luigi, I'll put a wire in front of it. Just... Uh, 
Super Mario World 1999 for the Super Nintendo is Hall of Fame great. I that's the one. Fucking love that game, mate. That's the one that I desperately wanted. That's that was a that was a reason to go out and get a Nintendo mm. to play that game. Yeah, we we, uh, we our family we loved that game. And, and at the time there was something about the Super Nintendo, the console, the music. Yeah, the music. it was bright. It was colourful. I like the map. I like the fact that you could choose yeah. your way you went and you could do you know your side missions and get your little bonuses and all that kind of stuff. It was play. It was a game that kids and adults both enjoyed, full of bonus levels and bosses and challenging levels. And also, I liked the little, like, oh, little Halloween section, little, little haunted house with yeah. a ghost that, if you look at it, stops chasing you. I love to be, that's one of my favorites, Boo the Ghost. Yeah. You have to, you can only hit him in the bum. It's the only way to get him. It's a very cute game. Um, Mario Kart is a, it, it, all variations are classics. Yeah. It's a rite of passage, mate, to do Rainbow Road, I'll be it, honest. It is. Do you know what? I don't know where you stand on Rainbow Road. This is a big one for the listeners. Um, shouldn't have barriers. In yeah, Nintendo I, 64 barriers. And I was like, no, Rainbow it, Road should be. Rainbow Road, Only you can only win Rainbow Road two ways. Cheat. Is either, Drive off the side uh, and nowhere to land. <laughs> which, yeah. You can still do that with a barrier. You just oh, yeah. jump at the right time. Um, is either win it or smash the controller up because you don't want to play. It was your choice. Yeah. <laughs> You've decided to lose. Rainbow Road was epic and, and it... It was such a good level. I, I always played it with barriers down. I, I always thought that was the only way you could no, do it. No, uh, Nintendo 64, they had barriers, and then every every other, like the one on the SNES mm. and stuff like that, they had no barriers. Because I remember when I finally got my hands, I was like, this is hard. You just, mm. you're shit. And Mario Kart drinking game is brilliant. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't done that, you basically get a load of friends together. You start a race with an open beer, and you, uh, you're you not allowed to drink and drive. So whenever you take a sip, you've got to stop driving. And the rule is you've got to finish your beer before you finish the, the race. Mate, that was always a good. F- I always used to race to the finishing line, park up, down my beer. <sighs> And pull over the line. I was the opposite, mate. I used to drink it all at the beginning and, and then drive. go for it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, mate, if you want to, in, in Nintendo 64, the best way to fuck anyone over is to be last in Wario Stadium, get the lightning, and just before the big jump, press it because then they all start at the beginning of the level. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> uh, you know, don't drink and drive, kids. Yeah. Super Mario 64 is the only legendary. game. Legendary. I think it's, you know, you mentioned that was a bigger game. This to me was my first, this is the first Nintendo console I'd ever owned. It was the second game I ever bought. Obviously, Goldeneye was number one. Just gonna call it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this game was brilliant. I I loved every. I loved that you. It was a three D world. You could mm. walk around it. You know, the camera angles were crap, but at the time, I at the time you thought it was brilliant. It was, oh my god, I'm I'm in the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, open world, three D land, but still had the the two D platform levels, and you still had all those like you know like the haunted level and everything like that. And the boss, I remember the boss, like because you needed like eighty stars to unlock Bowser's yeah. level. That level was awesome as well. It was such a cool, like, lava level. Yeah. You had to, like, you had to, like um, There's a hammer water- throw him into it. There's a water level as well, and the water level is dependent on how you jump uh, how you jump into the painting. So mm. if you jump high, oh, of course, yeah. the higher the water. Shit like that, mate, was, was as yeah. a kid, was blowing my mind. It, that was an awesome game, and I love that. And you're right, N64, Goldeneye, that, and Zelda, uh, I'll time. time. Yeah, they were my three favourite games. Super Mario 64 was also one of the first that I was like 100 percent in. I was like, I need to find every star, I need to do every level. Um, so Mario facts before we get going. Um, Mario first appeared, as we said, in Donkey Kong in 1981. He has appeared in over 200 video games. He's a slag, isn't he? He is. Uh, he lives in the Mushroom Kingdom, obviously, created by, and I'm going to butcher names, I imagine, as we go through this. Yeah. Uh, Shigeru Mayatu. Yeah. Famous. He's, he's like a he's like a drug king thing now. As in, he don't do drugs, but he lives like one. It's like, <laughs> he just does what he wants, mate. Shigeru Mayamoto. Uh, who wanted to use Popeye but wasn't allowed to the licensing. Good. 
Popeye would have been a... I hate Popeye. Uh, it was named after Mario Siegel, who was a business tycoon who rented office space and warehouses to Nintendo in the US in That's Seattle. That's cool. Um, it has sold over 600 million units worldwide and is the most successful game franchise of all time. Mario in the game is said to be 24 years old. Oh, yeah. Bob Hoskins, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Bob Hoskins. We'll get into that soon. <laughs> uh, Mario started as a carpenter in the Donkey Kong game. He was ch- he changed to a plumber later on to fit the narrative of the later games. Mario's diet includes... I love the fact it was, it was the economy, so he had to he had to be like more specialised. Like, I can't get a job building. I'd, I'd just focus on plumbing. <laughs> the economy's bollocks. <laughs> Plumbing's in right now. We need more plumbers. <laughs> um, Mario's diet consists of stars, mushrooms, and a fire plants, all of which give him power-ups. Um, you could, he'd be a fucking nightmare to cook for, wouldn't he? Just like, you, you, put, you put him down a plate of spaghetti and he'd come in his fucking liquid metal and he'd be like, what the fuck's well, look, Mario? Also, if, if he had a super leaf, uh, he could fly because he grew a raccoon tail yeah, that happened um, and later he was replaced by the infamous uh, winged cap that he had yeah. but I do like that about the different incarnations and games of Mario there's certain like level up power up things because traditionally it was mushroom you grew bigger star you became immortal and then the fire plant was that was early Mario wasn't yeah. it you could fight through the fireballs that kind of bounced but yeah, you're right. Later, when you could do like the underwater levels because you turn to like metal. Yeah, you could just walk on the ocean floor. You didn't need to breathe. Yeah, yeah, there's all sorts of weird stuff that you could do. It's really fun and interesting game what they did with it. Mario's full name is, has been debated often. So Charles uh, Marinette, who's done the voice of Mario since the 90s, uh, stated at San Diego Comic Con that his name was Mario Mario, as is mentioned in the movie, which you're going to get to, Mario Mario. And it has been both confirmed and denied by creators alike, including uh, Miramoto, who has in interviews both said that is true and it isn't true. Mario's games include Mario, of the various spin offs that we're not going to talk about, but Mario Golf, Mario Galaxies, which is set in space, Mario Kart, which is racing. Super Smash Bros, which is fighting, and Mario Olympics, which was actually fucking good. It was good. And also, by that time, they'd bought uh, Sega stopped being a rival company and was a games producer, so you could finally have a game where you could play as Mario and Sonic. Yeah. And and I think what Nintendo have always done is is they've always Nintendo with the Wii and the, you know all the different kind of games and consoles that they've had, they've always like appreciated that the fact that people binge games and play games for a long time, so they try and get people moving. And I've always liked that. Even when we look at things like Mario Go, which was based again as a rival to kind of the Pokemon Go game, but about trying to get people up moving, gaming, but still getting their exercise. And you know, things like the Mario Olympics, the Wii Mario's, and those kind of things. Um, I don't know. I've always liked Nintendo. I've always found them a fascinating games like company. They don't whore themselves out. So I know they thought this out, but this didn't go well. So they learned the lesson. It would take mm. something like until P- uh, Pikachu came along for Nintendo to franchise one of their licensed games, and they're quite family friendly now. They do douchebag business tendencies, but I, there's no business that doesn't do that. Yeah, you probably... squeeze a dollar, they squeeze a dollar. But if you think they're innovative, like mm. the Wii Fit, the graphics weren't great, but it was like interactive. It's the closest we got to, you know, VR control one until like the next big leap. So, you know, they, they'll take it. They'll take a risk. I'm very conscious as well. I'm just, I'm just there like praising them and someone's probably like, do you not know that they're, they're this crazy, horrible tycoon company with yeah. like f- fucking factories all over the world? And I'm like, I really like them. I don't know that much about them. Ignorance is an excuse. (laughs) But what I've seen in the Argus catalogue, they look really good, all right? (laughs) Uh, How can we forget games like Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, where Mario was the referee? Yeah, he was. um, And also appeared in Metal Gear Solid and Zelda. I did not know about Metal Gear Solid. He's a statue, I think. I mean, he's a collectible that you find. That's cool. 
Um, so let's I'll go, go back. with a V flight. So let's make this high. Did box the toilet? I've got a quick question for you. You know, when you were playing these games as a kid, did you give a toss about any sort of storyline? Because I did not. It's one of those franchises, just like Sonic. I, you know, you you get from A to P, and it's how you get there is the fun. But I couldn't give a flying toss about the storyline. I think I think the some of them, like Super Mario World, they did that. You know, title screen. Princess Peach being grabbed by Bowser, mm. Bowser runs off, and you're she, like, "She's in another castle." Fuck you, Tony. yeah. And every Absolutely. time you get to it, you just see her little icon move to the next castle, and you're like, "For fuck's sake!" <laughs> but there was that thing in that game, wasn't there? That if you found like a secret flute or something, you, you could, could literally yeah. go right to the last level. Why? Why? Why would you? I know. What's the point of buying a game and then doing well, that. The original Mario game as well, wasn't it? The the bad guy at that time, I think, was just King. Um, Cooper wasn't it before he became yeah. Bowser and you just had to jump over him and pull a, pull a lever and the bridge just fell collapsed and that was it that was yeah. all you had to do sometimes you throw axes at you though have you seen the speed gamers that play yes. the original Mario yes. and they complete levels in like 8 seconds yeah but they, they do a lot of cheats I don't I never understand people who exploit games like I don't get it I, you see I understand cheats because of all the mediums you watch a film you, you watch mm. a film you read a book after like half an hour it doesn't close and go do you understand the themes like you're watching in Bruges and it goes What's this character's name? And if you got it wrong, it doesn't make you then rewatch the rest of it. Games are the only medium that if you're not good, it will fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get to a point. So I kind of understand cheats. I don't understand like people who exploit for like a world record. Or I can finish in eight seconds, but you're not playing the game. And there, that's just me is, having a rant. There is a fascinating world though of people that try and find... Yeah. The, I, I watched the... There's a really cool video of Doom Eternal online where the creators of the game watch one of the... Like yeah, speedrunners. I've seen it, yeah. We... And they're all going like, this game is bulletproof. Like we've, you know, we, we checked every corner of this game. Yeah. And then they're like, like... 28 seconds. And this they? guy's like, completes the game with just the handgun, doesn't level up at all. And they're just like, how is he doing this? And this guy's <laughs> figured out all these special places to stand and jump. And I guess that's kind of cool though. There is something in, if you're a fan of the... Um, Oh, what was the latest? What was the Star Wars game? The Fallen Order. Fallen Order, yeah. Yeah, there is. There's a secret level in that game where they built, and then your character doesn't go to. And if you know how to get to it, it's all unfinished. Yeah. But there is a bit where they didn't take it then out of the final game. So if you know where to jump, you find this whole level um, with like bad guys and stuff like that that they just didn't then incorporate into the storyline. That's that's some of the worst. But I think gamers leave them in there because there's another Star Trek series called uh, Knights of the Old Republic. The second one. Star Wars, we go. Yeah, I remember yeah, that so, game. Yeah, uh, the second one, and it, it didn't have enough time to fit. You under they had to get this film, uh, had to get this game out by like Christmas, I think. So they ended up cutting loads. But that's where modders came in. Modders because they left the code in there because the game developers were like, we'll leave it in there, and then they brought it back. So you can now, if you mod the game, you can play it. I love shit like that. Oh. And, and Mario is massively modified, isn't it? The mods for Mario is is why oh. I think there's so many incarnations of the game available. The, the latest ones have literally just done away with sort of border on levels. They're mm. amazing. Download them. They're fantastic. You, you just basically. It's a game that technically is always reinventing itself because you can just, if you complete a level, download a ridiculous hard one. So I know what you're thinking. You, you've downloaded this episode. You think, I'm a fan of Super Mario Brothers. I like Aaron and James. They're more than likely going to slag it off. So let's get going. Aww. 31 minutes in. They haven't even talked about the movie yet, but they've talked about Broadchurch and the history of games. Um, but Can I put it off anymore? <laughs> I'm going to go through, before you go through like this, the, the, yeah, this, the storyline, I'm going to go through, because this film has a fucking fascinating history. There oh should be a film about the making of. If we can have the disaster movie about you know the making of the movie The Room, 
you know, we certainly deserve a film about the making of Super Mario Brothers. And I think it would make more money than Mario Brothers itself from 1993. Do you know what? I would absolutely, I would adore that film. I would fucking watch that in a heartbeat because it sounds like a riot of a story. And I've got so much here to go through, but let's get in the mood. Let's go back to 1993, James. Yeah, I'm there. Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl. Okay. Terrorists first attack the, uh, the, the Twin Towers. Okay. Jurassic Park dominates the box office. <laughs> Unforgiven, the Clint Eastwood movie, sweeps the Oscars. Power Rangers debut. Oh my God. Audrey Hepburn passes. Oh, that's sad. Harry Kane and Ariana Grande are born. Can't win them all. <laughs> Every year's got a death note. But all of that is overshadowed by the release of Super Mario Brothers, the movie, <gasps> released on May 28th, the first adaptation of a, movie, of a video game into a movie. About 104 minutes long, the film stars Bob Hoskins. Oh, the Bob Hoskins, playing a brilliant 24-year-old. Um, a name I'm also going to pronounce, and I've never been able to pronounce, but John Leguizamo? Uh, I always go Leguizamo, but he doesn't... He, I'm sure you know Sid is his most famous one, and he fucking nails that. Leguizamo, I think is how you pronounce oh, it. Okay, right. he, he's been in everything. He's, mate, it's been a while since I mentioned it. He's been in the... Uh, here you <laughs> go. He was in The Happening. Yeah, he can't win anymore. Everyone's <laughs> got a death note. Although I think this is the <laughs> Dennis Hopper. Oh. Samantha Mayus and Fiona Shaw, who I'm a big Killing Eve fan. Yeah. It's always good to remember that Fiona Shaw in 93 was this weird secretary sidekick to King Cooper. Name? I always thought she was the wife, but but, but it's never referred, she's referred to as like King Cooper's wife. She's, also, why is it King Cooper not fucking Bowser? That really pisses me Bowser, off. Bowser, I don't think came in, because it was King Cooper in the game, and you've got to yeah, think this is 93. I don't, I'm not sure. Fucking stick up for Super Mario Bros. the movie. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> dare you. <laughs> yeah, Fiona Shaw plays Dennis Hopper's like mud bath partner. The only other film I know her from is I, I, she's she's badass in Killing Eve. You know she's yeah. like the head of her own secret agency. Well, not secret, she's a spy. And she's got her own like group. And she's like kicking ass, taking names. In this, you know, she's a bit take charge. And in uh, <laughs> Three Men and a Child, she plays the love interest, but not love oh, interest. Three Men and the Baby. It's the second one. Oh, three, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they go to England. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, Sorry. The film is about parallel universes. We'll get there Jesus shortly. And in a parallel universe, we may have got the version that the studio wanted, and that was Michael Keaton leading the film. Oh. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who declined. Danny DeVito also I declined. I think that's the one. I think if you watched it and you wanted it done right, you would have gone DeVito. Who, well, who do you think they were trying to get DeVito to play? Oh, I know. So they're playing games to play Luigi, weren't they? <laughs> no, it was Mario. Yeah, well. um, historically hated as a movie that really could not be any further from the source material and it is <clears throat> fascinating as to why so originally the script was written by Barry Morrow who wrote Rain Man and it oh. was a it was a cross country um brother story of the Mario brothers that come into this storyline and and they were like isn't that Rain Man <laughs> like, that you're describing? And um, in, in Hollywood, they often, because they get really worried about people stealing scripts and people leaking films. So they came up with a covert name, Drain Man. <laughs> Which to this day is a great pun. It is. You know, plumbers, Drain Man. Um, but... Uh, Barry Morrow didn't even finish the script. He he, he got shit canned from it when the earliest um, feedback was there. It was parallel too much like his Oscar winning script for Rain Man. So off he goes. Mate, I just imagine any script in front of him is like, we want you to do a new Batman film. Right, right. So <laughs> Batman and Robin. <laughs> They're in a car. <laughs> um, 
it, it went through various rewrites, eventually landing uh, by <laughs> and written by Parker Bennett, uh, Terry Rooney, and Ed Solomon. Yes, three writers yep. <laughs> to make this movie. It was directed by husband and wife uh, couple uh, Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jenkel. Um, Harold Ramis turned it down. Danny DeVito was offered to direct and turned it down. Uh, eventually landed to the husband and wife um, duo to do it. It estimated a budget of $42 million to make this movie. It's an action-adventure comedy. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and was loosely based on the Mario computer games by Nintendo, who gave one of us to pictures absolute free creative licensing to do what they wanted. And they've never done that since. <laughs> no, there's definitely a lesson learned there, there isn't is there? A lesson I learned think learned. The, uh, there's a really interesting um, like comment about from Nintendo regarding what they thought of the movie. And it was, it was like one of these, you know, delightfully um, kind of corporate responses. There's also, you know, like how you imagine Japanese businessmen, like they're basically telling you you shit, but be very polite about yeah. it. And it was like, it, it's good that they gave it a go kind of thing. I'm sure the creator said, I'm sure the creator said that the problem with the movie is they tried to stick too closely to the source material. I read that as well. well that like, where? Where? <laughs> I mean, they gave him a mustache. I mean, <laughs> I was going to go with, at the end, the suits are kind of what they wear. And then afterwards, I went, no, they're not, actually. Because he's supposed to wear dungarees and he's fucking not. They're really insults, really, when they put the suit on. And like, like, you know, it's like all movies, isn't it? Like, of that time. You're waiting for the last 10 minutes when they, they turn into what you know as being the kind of, the thing, you know, the look, the appearance. And when they come out of the elevator or whatever it is with them outfits on, you're like... <sighs> it's just not good, is it? Um, Wikipedia states that the writers wanted a Wizard of Oz meets the Ghostbusters dark comedy. However, what audience responded was with what they got was shit. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get that it has that Wizard of Oz feel to it, doesn't it? I, 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 I can see that. The it, Ghostbusters it, it thing, does, fuck it, knows. It does if the Wizard of Oz consisted of being on one street. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Yellow Brick Road, no, Yellow Brick Corner will just stay here for the entire movie. Talking about the rewrites and the firing of writers, the studio at the last minute wanted the the film to be based more uh, marketed, sorry, towards uh, the, the computer game. So less, the, as I was saying, the original plan was, or what, what I read on the internet, obviously, is they wanted to convert adults into gamers. That was the point of why Nintendo were kind of eager to put this out. And yeah. then at the last minute, the studio was like, no, 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 no. The game is colorful. It's bright. It's friendly. It's enjoyable. It's fun. Change the script, change it to that. But unfortunately they'd already built the set. They got the guys in who made the Blade Runner movie and they'd already done all the costumes and it's done all the principal design. They spent their money on the Terminator 2 set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is, that is a great, there's, there are some bits of film history that, are amazing and and my top ones is either that the Goonies takes place on the same day as Back to the Future on the exact same day the exact same year really that's cool oh. and the other one is that yeah the smelting factory at the end of Terminator 2 is Dan O'Hatton <laughs> there's no way around that not being cool that's wicked. I mean, there is. <laughs> did you want to see should it? have had a cameo of like a Terminator in the background he did, or one of the offered scenes. it mate he yeah. didn't want it <laughs> Yeah, he turned down to the Terminator 2. What an idiot. <laughs> just, just see this thumb in the background. <laughs> yeah, middle finger. Um, yeah, so then so then, what they settled was, was actually they told the two directors, then give us Tim Burton Batman meets Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was the first one. That, see, that's what they wanted. I mean, these people have been signed on for this film and you keep throwing directions at them. You can't really blame them for what happened. And this is the thing, isn't it? They read about this online. It's that the, the two directors were, were hated by every cast member and yeah. everyone. And re really, you know, they had done... 
like one thing before this, they were trying to make a name for themselves. They're trying to please the studio. They're trying to please fans. They're trying to direct a, you know, a, a whole team to produce a movie. They, I, by the history of the movie does really seem like they got a raw deal. Oh, they did. But but they they also take the blame because you've got, like Bob Hoskins says, the worst thing he's ever done. John Lezagamo just basically saying, I don't even remember that film. Mm. And then you got like Dennis Hopper saying, he didn't, Dennis Hopper refused to learn scripts because he knew they'd change. He'd be like, I don't care. Yeah, they I'll were literally the giving them notes like, and saying, can you go on and say that? And it's like, that's not how you do this. And I mean, when Dennis Hopper's the most professional person on set, mate, you've got a problem. Yeah, there's that rumour as well, isn't it, that he, that he printed a load of T-shirts off, like basically with the director's names and just calling them like dickheads and stuff. And everyone was wearing them and <laughs> apparently went on like a fucking five hour rant to him one day and just wouldn't do any filming until he, and he screamed at him for like five hours solid. He didn't sound that great to do. There was a fucking epic quote from his uh, son who asked him, I can't remember exactly what it is verbatim, but it was something along the lines of, why did you do the movie? And then Dennis Hopper replied something like, because that put food on your table. Yeah, it's like, and he, he said, wanted to go to college. <laughs> no, he said, he said that, that puts food on the table. And, and then the kid says, I don't need to eat that bad. <laughs> something like that. And it's just, like I say, he's fucking known as just this jaded movie and that, uh, like Death Set is it Did, like Bob Hoskins did he die like twice in this film broke his fucking hands yeah. he got set on fire electrocuted um, <laughs> still um, still better experiences than actually when he sat in the premiere it was just like I should have died <laughs> John Lee uh, Gizemo, uh broke his leg and you can see the cast in oh, certain yeah, scenes one, yeah. there was stunt uh, doubles one was uh, thrown had scalding coffee thrown on him the costumes were falling apart on scenes. There's the whole mattress sliding down an ice pipe scene where you know, almost everyone died when they, when there's like a 25 foot drop that they all fell into. It, it's just health and safety nightmare. The whole thing apparently was it was a nightmare to film. What I love about it is, I'm, you know, you know, you hear all of this, you hear all of these things. Yeah. When? Like, when does he burn? There's not that much action in it. <laughs> there, is, there is a bit there when he's when he's going around Dan O'Hatton or whatever it's called, and the guards, the the what are they called the um, Goombas. the Goopers, are uh, keep shocking him, and it does look fucking violent. Like he does, <laughs> and I was like, geez, like that does look pretty bad. Um, but yeah, the the, the thing is, being being a fan of the games and how colourful and bright, you know, and essentially your hero jumps on people like that's how he defeats them. You know, yeah. it's 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 a friendly game, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's a, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't like stab anyone. Yeah, it's not it's not <laughs> shanking people and drowning them. Or, you know that kind of stuff. Um, and it's just mad to think that what we got in a movie was Mad Max's Thunderdome. <laughs> just doesn't make sense. Like I put it here in my notes, like. Every policeman is like levered up to fuck yep. with spikes and, and you know, it really is Mad Maxi. Everyone's got a flamethrower, apparently. Yep. Everyone has a flamethrower. No, not everyone knows how it works. They, they hired strippers for like the nightclub scene. And this the, is and a the police film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, Dennis Hopper, as I say, hated it. Didn't read the script. Had no idea signing on to it what it was. Bob Hoskins... Um, drunk throughout the whole thing apparently he's pissed in every scene I mean there's something to be said about them as well so alright Mario's supposed to be 24 to 25 I don't buy that I think even the animation he looks older than that yeah, it's the moustache James it's the moustache he's the older brother he you know he looked after Luigi in my head he looked after but they're Luigi. twins aren't they that in the, in the they? yeah they're supposed to be twins oh, so Mario's the older of the two twins but they are supposed to be twins but then you know like when you're thinking about an Italian American so you've got 
British Bob Hoskins. Yep. So in the in the in the in the game, it's all. And I know the voicing of the game didn't really kind of like catch on till much later. But in the yeah. game, you know, he's, he's all like, "Woohoo!" And he's all yeah. like, you know, and in this, he's like, "Oh, get out of the way, mate! Fucking, yeah, what's going on, like? It's like Look just, after your tools. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ray Winston's here. <laughs> just terrible, <laughs> Mario. And and John Louis Gamut, it, it, like the famous Spanish actor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's um, you Luigi, know, the Hispanic. They, they're not even believable as brothers, <laughs> let alone Italian American. Don't get me started on Dennis Hoffman. Barely a lizard, mate. <laughs> For them two, like, it's more believable Schwarzenegger and DeVito and twins. Never <laughs> thought two. about that. Yeah. Um, oh my god, that's naturally that's who you'd pick as well, Danny DeVito. Fucking <laughs> Luigi, you did all you do, Luigi. The, the like I said, the whole the whole cast and crew seem to hate being on set. As and as I said, costumes were set on fire, props broke notoriously, extras um, just struggled. The, the Kumba head thing is was apparently really, and that is really evident, and particularly in the mattress ice skating scene where they just can't stay upright and they're just <laughs> flopping all over the place. It's just who the fuck designed all this? Who looked at the the, the game concept art and was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm going to do. Eight foot small head. Like, that's what kids want. How disappointed would you be if you saw the film first and went, fuck it, I'm going to go buy the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to go out. I loved it. it the other way around. If you, if you fucking love the film, you're like, I can't wait to fucking play that. Just, what's, what's this? What's this colour? Where's, <laughs> where's the strippers? <laughs> in in Mushroom Land. <laughs> it's the giant fungus you bounce on your tit. Oh. Yeah. Can I, uh, can we put it off anymore? So, um, as, let, let, I mean, if, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to set it up. You set it up, then we'll break it down. So, because I try, I tried to sum it up. 65 million years ago, James, 65 million years ago, an asteroid slash meteorite didn't kill dinosaurs. What it did is it hit Earth and it opened up a parallel universe, yeah. which all the dinosaurs then went into and over time have evolved oddly into humans. Yep. Right, <laughs> only some of them though, not yeah. all of them at the same time. Like now, the well, yeah, I mean, we still live with chimps, don't we? Don't mock the science of this film, James. <laughs> I, I got you there, didn't I? I was talking about like the half, the half lizard. People. Oh yeah, yeah. I've always on about like the little velociraptors that you, were know, you know, you know, the half lizard people that only show up when they first arrive in Dunham and then disappear for the rest of the film because the makeup budget was budget yeah. done. <laughs> Now, the leader of the dinosaur world, a Donald Trump-esque uh, leader of the Dino Hatton, wants to merge the two universes so he can rule both, because that's how it works, James. Yes. If you merge the two, you rule them both. Yeah, I'd like to, I like to think that it's the Shao Kahn version. You know, he'll just he'll just he'll just you know Earthrealm's mine now because I've merged. So technically, I've I've checked. I've called dibs. I've called dibs. Although to be fair, Shao Kahn was a god, and this guy's a pillock. Yeah. So. He needs a shard of meteorite, though, uh, from that that crash-landed all those years ago and caused the parallel split him. This currently is in the possession of a princess, born from an egg, yep. raised in an orphanage, yep. and he's now a student in New York City. She's kidnapped, taken to Dino Hatton, but if, luckily two plumbers witness the abduction and follow her to the new world to plot a rescue. Oh. Well, that sums up what the movie's about. Yeah. Fuck all like the game. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do we just end it? One of my other favorite things about this movie is you know the opening animated scene. Yes, added in post because the first screenings, everyone came out of the cinema being like, "What <laughs> the fuck is that about?" And I think, I think it, it learned, shows. <laughs> I, I think it learned. You know, you know, like so. If you think 
you know, it's nigh free. You go into the cinema, you've got Jurassic Park in one screening and yep. you made the mistake of going in Mario. <laughs> like, I, the people probably came out of Jurassic Park going, thank God for that animated scene halfway through because it really explained how dinosaurs exist. And then one of the producers is like, I've got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> These are called dinosaurs. <laughs> just the worst animation. Heavy Brooklyn accent. Yeah. There you go. Oh. James, talk to me, babe. This is the thing. Like you normally go into like the, this happens and this happens and this happens. Right. And then we take them for we'll this out Right. I, I, I do start, I do a little bit here. Okay. So Mario music plays closest we'll ever get to the game <laughs> no Bob Austin's got a moustache MVP that moustache long long time ago the earth was ruled by dinosaurs then a meteorite hit the earth by dinosaurs and then we get in a very thick accent but what if the dinosaurs didn't die what if the impact of the meteorite caused an alternative dimension where dinosaurs went on to evolve and thrive and what if they found a way back and what if they actually made a film based on Super Mario Brothers and is this the film that made people think Bob Hoskins should have been Wolverine why are we watching this film why does Aaron hate like mayonnaise so much what is a Zig Zig R? why did people sign up for this movie didn't they read the script why didn't more people listen to our Star Trek episode why are we watching this film why did we do this to ourselves Aaron <laughs> I don't know I don't know self-loathing probably <laughs> Here we go. Open after the animated. A lady takes a baby to an orphanage and leaves the and leaves the baby there with a really crappy looking rock. <laughs> Let's be honest, the rock doesn't shine. Except it isn't, baby. It's an egg. <laughs> General, it's an odd opening. I'll be honest. General Cooper kills the woman. What I love about it is he's in uniform, and I don't know why that impressed me. <laughs> <sighs> right. So here's an egg that hatches into a girl, and then. <laughs> And then the girl hatches from the egg. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> and then a nun does like the mother side of the father and daughter. Like, oh my God, it's unholy. However, it does focus on a sign that says we're all God's children. So ignore it, move on. Fuck it. That's not odd. It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not odd. It happens all the time. Fast forward several years. Meet Mario and Luigi, two plumbers desperate for some moolah. They get a job. They're on the way. Oh no, they've been beaten to the job by Scapelli. Now oh. this comes up a lot. <laughs> I, love, I love the fact that the other Italian company... <laughs> Is as a, as a, as Italian. Yeah. What's what's the other stereotype? If it's not mustache, it's it's quite clearly mob boss. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. How he too highlights is like weird gangster as well as plumber. Yeah. Like there's a lot of must not money in that plumbing business. Um, meanwhile, the head of the Scapelli Construction Company shows up to a building site where work has stopped due to a university getting a court order so they can dig up old dinosaur bones. Scapelli starts being all rude and intimidating and kind of creepy. Meet Daisy. He, he, he is like false creep as well. He's like, well, oh, there's women going missing all over the city, lady. Yeah, he's like, not responsible for that. Yeah, like, but but there's also there's also this thing as well. It's like you've got a court order. He just shows up and goes, "You'll be finished by tonight." It's like, no, no, he, she's got a court order, mate. It's like, it's like there's really nothing you can do. No, he's like, a plumber, James. <laughs> he's a plumber, <laughs> mate. <laughs> do you know the fucking trouble he can give the court system, mate? He could just like bung up the toilets. Okay, it's like to jam the legal system like I jammed you, your rifle. <laughs> anyway, she runs off to use a phone because this is 93, no mobile phones. I do like that. It's just to find one. She does have to find one. She goes a long way. So she runs off to use a phone. Should have gone further. Should have gone out of the movie. <laughs> just, just keep going. <laughs> just, just get out. <laughs> She's watched by Iggy and Spike. Two henchmen, they'll come up later. When using the phone, some freak keeps staring at her in silence, clearly <laughs> making her feel uncomfortable. He even tries to get her into his van. That man is Luigi. <laughs> it's not a great introduction, is it? No, no. And I've got to admit, Bob Hoskins don't come off well in this scene no, either. He's like, go on, do it. It's like some kind of weird like, dating chaperone. <laughs> Even better though, she gets in. <laughs> 
uh, and she was never heard from again. <laughs> Turns out there've been a lot of disappearances of women in Brooklyn. Well, fuck that. She agrees to go on a date with Luigi, the serial killer. <laughs> It's a double date because you, you you've got you've got to learn more about him. So at dinner, we learn that Mario practically raised Luigi, and then Luigi offers to walk Daisy home. That is quite sweet. There is, that that is quite sweet. That scene where when they get it, they do actually have good chemistry. Yeah, when he's when he's like, you know, he was my mum, he was my dad, he was my brother, he was my uncle. Like yeah. that 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 is a really sweet scene, and that you know, as they're stereotypically eating their big bowl of spaghetti, well, they're Italian. <laughs> Like, yeah, I know. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> With pizza on top. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's, it's like when any, any film, when they go to France, it's like, must get a paper bag with yeah. a baguette sticking out of it. Have you ever been to France? <laughs> you can't move for baguettes. Wait, well, when I went to France, I was genuinely disappointed no one was wearing a beret. <laughs> I just fucking lost my eye to a baguette. Someone spun around too quickly. <sighs> Instead, Daisy takes Luigi to the dig site. Scapelli and his goons are flooding the dig site. Unbelievable. Oh my God. Come of the hour, come of the hero. As legendary plumber does something that Mario doesn't even do in the game. He actually does some plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> which was which was shocking, mate. Bob Hoskins looked like a decent plumber. <laughs> he looks more like a plumber than an actor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, this film is going to fucking kill me. Um... Oh no, Iggy and Spike show up, they kidnap Daisy. Mario has to explain to Luigi what an echo is. He's like, do you remember they start for his life? Oh yeah. I've been working with Pipes my whole life. <laughs> he says, Oh, don't go down there. He goes, Why not? Because that's the echo. And then he says, Echo, echo. He's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> fucking idiot. Luigi, Luigi was dropped, wasn't he? As a kid. <laughs> <laughs> he says he looked after him, but Mario's just fucking ignored. It's like drink this paint. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just like that is. <laughs> That very early on in this movie, they're like, we have to make it believable that they're plumbers. Like, just driving around in a van isn't enough. We need to... You, you need to... without doors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know why that irritates me so much. <laughs> we need, we need, you know, we need to do some plumber shit. And then that line was like, I've been working with pipes my whole life. I know an echo is like, come on. It's not like a skill, is it? <laughs> is it? Is it? It's like, uh, PhD. Yeah. Can know what an echo is. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're very coffee. You're not, got the, you're not got the COVID. No, you? I literally took a test today. Unfortunately, I'm after the days off work. We don't edit, so them coughs are in the cut. <laughs> now you've got COVID. Now, um, Daisy's taken through a pole. Luigi grabs her, but only manages to grab a necklace, which is housing the rock, the meteorite. The brothers jump into the rock, teleport thing. Don't Right, there's a problem with that, but it'll come up later because I don't understand it. Anyway, the teleport exists purely because Capelli has been dynamiting the area. Oh, is that why? I just thought it was there. No, no, that's why, because Capelli's recently been doing that. But he's not allowed to do that because, obviously, the dinosaur bones. However, that doesn't explain why 20, like, three years ago, they were able to come through and drop the baby off. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's definite flaw in the logic of yeah. this movie. Mate, this, this is where it is. This is where it all falls out up until now. I, like, genuinely, I just genuinely thought that was the way in and out. No. No, there's oh. a reason for it. Welcome to Dino Hatton. It's bad, mate. It don't get any better. I don't even know how that makes sense as well because they don't... I don't know. I don't They're not even it. below Manhattan. No. It doesn't... Mm. Remember that level in Super Mario Brothers where the people are wearing leather corsets, everything has Cooper's name on it, the cars run on some sort of overhead electricity thing and the entire level was filled with fungus that looks like 30-year-old smoke. <laughs> oh, what a game. What a game, mate. <laughs> what do you mean, no? <laughs> Meet Cooper. He speaks in pure plot points. <laughs> 
He's a germaphobe who is stuck in this dimension. He needs the rock necklace so he can merge the dimensions. And boy, get ready to hear about dimensions because every other fucking sentence he mentions the word dimensions. What do you think of Dennis Hopper in this? Because I, I do like that he, that he based the character on Donald Trump. I th- 90s Donald Trump as well, you got to remember. I do. I think you can't say he gives a flat performance. Do you know what? Fuck it. If, if, he, if he doesn't overact and like just be a dick... You really would, they would be very redeeming qualities because you could tell about 20 minutes in Bob Hoskins is done. It's mm. like, I've, I've, I've done my lot. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 Dennis Hopper's probably my favorite thing from the movie. Yeah, it, easily. Maybe Yoshi. he is polishing a turd <laughs> like every scene. He's trying, and, yeah. and, and, mate, and I've seen Waterworld, like, but again, he is the best thing in Waterworld. Nah, that bit where fucking Kevin Costner peels back his ear for a gill, that's the best bit. <laughs> Yeah, actually. And the bit where Chappie eats some dirt because, you know, why not? I do I do like the mutation bit where he's just like, Mewin! Yeah. Then everyone freaks the shit out. So X-Men was right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think Kevin Costner has gills. You've told it's me this a theory, theory before, I've had for yeah. ages, yeah. Did you, and that's the reason I made Waterworld because he was on the ground for a long time. I'm like, what's going on? It's like uh, training for a film. Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> also, that's that scene when they're like, oh, look at him, he's a mutant, he's got gills. You... You'd what? be like, fucking good for you, man. Because a lot of the world is at water right now. <laughs> that's, that's what I said. I'd always, I'd be like, I'd be friends with him. He's like, yeah. well, well, we can do more shit now because, yeah. because yeah. you can literally you don't breathe need, underwater. You don't need to stay on the yeah. boat. <laughs> like, Could you go fish for me? Because you can literally go in the water. I'll have a nap. Yeah, <laughs> I'll eat some of this dirt. It's odd. <laughs> Do you think that time will ever come? I don't really don't want to rewatch it. It's one of this. It is in my top five worst films. I think I hated it. I hated it in the cinema. I hated it when I rewatched it. I just don't like Waterworld. I never have. It infuriates me every now and again. Someone on Twitter is like, "Unsung masterpiece." Fuck off. It's well known that that movie is not good. Yeah. Mm. Maybe one day. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. <laughs> Iggy and Spike have got the right princess finally. But where is the necklace with the rock on it? Oh no, what about merging the dimensions? <laughs> there is actually a pretty good line. This was this was the laugh of the movie. Um, is where Spike and Iggy are blaming each other and Iggy says to Spike, it's like, I, to- I told him not to forget the necklace. And Cooper says, well, I told you to remind him. I was just like, oh, that's quite funny, quite enjoyed it. Peaked. <laughs> peaked, mate, it peaked. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Mary and Luigi are walking the streets where everyone is dressed in leather fetish wear. First they are mugged by an old lady who is then in turn mugged by another lady. She steals the vock and very unimpressively jumps away. Bertha. Bertha, is that the name? Sorry. Well, she's supposed to be the hockey mask wearing villain. She's supposed to be the fish. Oh. In, and I don't know this. This is what I read, reading around the movie. This might make more sense to a Mario fan, fan. than I am. Yeah. But in the games or in the comic, or in the in the animated series, there's a big fish called Bertha yeah, that no, keeps no. kissing Mario. Ah. And so she is Bertha the fish because later on in the movie they kiss. Yeah, they do. In a scene that will forever haunt me. Um, anyway, she's using... Then Bob Hoskins dancing haunts me, not the kiss. She's wearing some sort of boots, mate, mm. that make her jump very unimpressively. They are down on their luck. But then they meet Toad, a weird guy with weirder hair. Is this the biggest letdown of the movie? <laughs> yes. Because if, if, you, if, you, if you, like, being me, like, in my 20s when I first watched this movie, if you show me a picture of Bob Hoskins and Mario, I'll be like, oh, that looks shit, but I can see it. He's got the yeah, moustache. He's got moustache. Yeah, uh, Luigi, yeah, that's fine. Uh, but if someone showed me this picture of this 40-year-old man as, like, Toad, I'd be like, what? Or even with the spiral pattern hair. <laughs> yeah. He, and also, <laughs> is his, like, fringe, like, a hat made of hair? 
I always I was like I was trying to pause it. I don't want to yeah. pause this film. I don't want he's to like more of it. seven foot busker, like yeah. political busker. Yes, because he gets arrested for singing anti Cooper songs. Shy surprise, the police come. When the police arrive, they see that Mario and Luigi are plumbers and have them arrested, which is a great scene. Because if you missed it in the previous scene, then you just oh, I hear they're plumbers. So he wants to arrest every plumber. Apparently, there's no plumbers. What are the odds? Hatton. Well, maybe they need some. Maybe that's why the people are so angry. They can't flush the toilet. Um, the police drive around like maniacs and the brake system is apparently a string across the road that you must drive into at top speed. It's a reoccurring joke, isn't it, that none of the cars have brakes. Like even yeah. later on in the background, you see cars just bumper car and into each other. Are they supposed to be bumper cars? Because obviously they've got the rails on top. Is the joke that it's, they're in a game that everything's kind of game-like? That's what I was I, going that, for. That feels too clever for this film. Sure, okay. Um, do you remember that level in Mario Brothers where they have to escape the prison before they get BDSM'd to death? <laughs> What do you mean now? <laughs> I do I do like that unnecessary, like, where they're taking the mugshot. And it does feel like they're, they're setting them up. Shot, yeah. Yeah, they're on, like, a firing squad. In Kids hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> in a weird scene, Mario and Luigi are asked for their names while a scantily clad woman is massaging the police officer with her high heels. That's what you get when you hire strippers. Turns out Mario's name is Mario Mario. Luigi's name is Luigi Mario. Yeah. There you go. Years. They may have made this, this is plot. They meet Cooper, the leader of... Coopertropolis, I do just start to try and inject my own foot into the movie at this point. Who <laughs> is pretending to be their lawyer. They don't recognise his face, despite it being everywhere it's in everywhere. town. It's everywhere. It's like the first thing you see when you arrive. <laughs> it and they also see it in neon. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't recognise someone in neon. <laughs> he asks them where the meteorite piece is. They don't know. So, keep, so Cooper attacks them, immediately giving away his identity. Leaving the question, why? <laughs> it's, it's a bit odd, isn't it? It's like, he goes, he, he goes from good cop to bad cop very quick. Yeah, very quick. Do you like, he's like, Luigi, where's the stone? I don't know. And he tries to take his eyes out. Yeah, he's just like, well, now I will kill you. <laughs> Are you sure you haven't got the COVID? I'm You're sure. very I coffee tonight. I'm sorry. I talked to It's because of all the bad things I've ever thought about Super Mario trying to escape Expelling my body. Expelling it out. Um, they are sent to the devolve chamber where they can either evolve or devolve someone. This, this, this is a... Uh, if you hadn't lost it by now, <laughs> this is the scene, right? This is the scene. Also, if anyone talks about this, this is what I don't understand. There's a big machine that they've got to put them into. However, they've also got it in gun form. So when they, because later they've got devolve guns and not just one, they've got fucking plenty. Mm. Why don't they use them? Yeah, this seems odd. It's like put someone's head in like this weird, like tumble dry thing. Yeah. And then, but what I also like but is that... It- Everyone, like, they all, at the end of the movie, they're like, oh, use the evolve function. Why don't you just use that for everyone? That's the point I've got later. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Toad is put in the machine, and he, he's giving it some, like, Billy Biggins now. You know, before, he was just playing the song. Now he's like, I'm going to fuck you up, Cooper. I'm going <laughs> to piss off your corpse. <laughs> the real... He starts spouting out, like, nonsense that a street, you know, like a homeless person, he's like, the king's everywhere. He is the fungus. <laughs> like, or was he just ahead of his time? That's going to come up there. It is going to come up later. They put him in a machine and he comes out a Goomba. But because you need to know what he, how he stands out, they also give him an accordion. <laughs> not an accordion. It's a harmonica. Harmonica. Because you need to know which one's Toad because later when he turns towards, <laughs> you're not just like, who's the random, imagine, what's that about? Imagine you were like a fucking Toad enthusiast. Yeah. And you're like, here we go. This My boy's going to come on. You know, you're expecting a little guy, little Toadstool heads. Little mushroom, yeah. Yeah, little, little waistcoat or whatever he's wearing. And then you're like, who's this clown? <laughs> and then 10 minutes later, he's a bad guy. You're like, what? <laughs> like, oh, but I do like that they've given him a harmonica though. He stands yeah, out. At least I'll know him when he comes <laughs> on the screen later. But um, Mario has an idea. He's going to push Cooper. 
So he does. <laughs> Cooper falls into the machine because it's very effective. They throw him into the machine and they and he devolves for two seconds. Yeah. His eyes change slightly. To the Jurassic period. Yeah, but then uh, but then don't matter because I'm coming up again. Definitely, definitely won't come up at the end. <laughs> they escape in a police car that neither of them should know how to drive. This, this, this is the most telling scene that Bob Hoskins does not care. It just does He does not care at all in this whole sequence. This He's like, I'm just driving. <laughs> <laughs> this whole scene is like, it's fucking terrible. Um, they are saved by the fungus that surrounds the city. It even offers them a tiny bomb that the brothers reject. But bomb, mate, you need that. Uh, Cooper, meanwhile, has Iggy and Spike put in the Evolve machine in order to make them much smarter and able to trap the brothers. Leading to the question, why did he not do that to everyone, or at least himself? Yeah, or the, or the two guys that he sent to Earth, or Brooklyn, to steal the princess. And you would have thought when he came back with the wrong person the first time. Yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> fifth time's the charm, James. Like, I'd tell you, if they were, they're clearly not that fucking smart, because they would have left the film. <laughs> oh, right. Daisy reappears in the film. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not Princess Peach. Uh, well, she means Yoshi. Not my Yoshi, mate. It's not my Yoshi. Not my Yoshi. You need not not enough green. (laughs) They stole that from the Jurassic Park set. Because I'll be honest, maybe the most realistic looking dinosaur, but it's not my green Yoshi, mate. It's not green. That's the one character that you don't want to be realistic. It should be cartoonish and fun. It's Yoshi. Everyone loves Yoshi. I want to believe, and I could be wrong, but in the Sylvester Sloan Dread movie, his sidekick's called Yoshi, isn't that? Isn't that thingy? Uh, The worst actor in the world. Not no, it's not Rob Schneider. The, Rob the, Schneider. the female dread that he gets paired with. Diane Cook. Isn't that isn't her character name in that movie? Mate, Yoshi. This is, is going to be one of those things where you're just going to Google that now. Whilst I try and explain the plot to Super Mario. <laughs> I'm going to Google it, and and at the same time, if I'm right, then that's my favourite on-screen Yoshi. <laughs> so a quick look. You can carry on, James. I got this. Right. Okay. Uh, right. Dread. She meets Rosie. Cooper informs Daisy she's descended from the dinosaurs. Well, that makes sense because they all are. She's the long lost princess and she alone can merge the dimensions. Thank God for that. It's been a while since we mentioned the dimensions. Mario and Luigi team up with Iggy and Spike. The deal is that the four of them will steal the rock necklace back and then the henchmen will deliver Daisy back to the brothers. They steal a dump truck from a bin man in a gimp mask. A full on gimp mask. Very odd scene as well, isn't it? Yeah. But it does open the metaphor that they literally shit in, uh, sit in shit to get through the movie. We're just over halfway now, and I just want to say that I love my family. This film is breaking me, and I don't know how much more I can take. I'm sorry for everything I've done wrong. Please forgive me. They now head to a nightclub where Mario motorboats the thief from earlier who doesn't remember him. (laughs) This bit is really disappointing as well, because like this is this bit... Luigi's wearing red, which as a costume designer, you'd be like, just don't put Luigi in red at yep. any point in the movie. And Bob Austin is wearing this weird yellow suit. Yeah. Full on leather as well. It's busted in ketchup. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> even thought of it like that. It just doesn't make sense. Who greenlit this fucking film? The only thing it should have been is Mario should have been in green and he's been too big and uh, Luigi's been too small. And then they should have like swapped. Oh. No. Uh, Goombas raid the bar. They get The Rock. Iggy and Spike are arrested because now they're good guys. Did you miss that? So did I. The thief from earlier gives them a way out by letting them each have a pair of these jumping boot things. She holds them back, mate. Cooper orders a pizza. Jokes. <laughs> Coming at you, mate. And that joke goes on for a while. Yeah, it right does. until like nearly the end scene. 
The brothers break into Cooper's headquarters where they disguise themselves as... What do you think they disguise themselves as? Plumbers, mate. <laughs> plumbers. The plumbers from another world describe... The, an alarm is sounding in the background. It's the same alarm that plays in the Nintendo 64 Classic Goldeneye. It, it's the same one. I, uh, I YouTubed it earlier. Always be odd job. Always be odd job. Are you still trying to find out? You, you've gone down the hole now. Now I'm just talking to myself. Have nah, you found nah, out yet? Now, now I'm doubting myself that Yoshi was in Robocop for some reason. I, I don't know where I'm... My mind's gone, mate. My mind's gone. Right, do you want me to bring you back in? Please. Daisy escapes with the help of Goomba Toad. Yep. Can I go leave again? <laughs> <laughs> Iggy and Spike introduce Daisy to her father, who is a giant pool of fungus that oozes liquid shit. Now, I when when I watched this the first time, I never got that bit. And I must have fucking blinked later on when it turns out there's a dude in there. <laughs> because like rewatching it, I was like, why did they keep going to this throne room with like this big fungus thing? I don't know. I don't so Is that explained? Yeah, so fungus uh, So he's the dad, obviously, mm. and he's a Cooper. The first time they ever devolved someone, he devolved the king all the way back to fungus. And that's why the fungus has spread himself across the city and is trying to help everyone escape because he's a good guy. He's a benevolent leader. He's trying to save his people. He's a a load of fun. He's a fun guy. (sighs) We're going to have to carry on. We don't have much room. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Fucking end it. (laughs) End the podcast. Luigi tells Mario to trust the fungus. Then straight up tricks Mario into jumping for ledge. Because <laughs> <laughs> he jumps and he catches himself on something and then he goes, Mario, just jump. And then he fucking does. And then has the temerity to go, no, no, don't. I was joking, you prick. You mock. <laughs> fucking mock. <laughs> Should have let him die, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Should have let him die. This this film is a big pile of steaming shiitake. <laughs> so it's all about mushroom jokes now, isn't it? Oh, it's going to get flat soon. <laughs> that was pretty poor. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't know if I can go on. Um, right, where were we? <laughs> right. Mario. Oh, they finally get to Daisy, who introduces them to the blob of fungus, which is their father. Uh, Mario rescues... <laughs> his- <laughs> That's just an odd sentence. Mario rescues rescues his girlfriend, who I didn't even know was kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that as well. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the scene where he's above one of the Goombas and you think he's going to jump on them and explode into coins, but that doesn't happen. So that was disappointing. Um, Daisy and Luigi are kidnapped. Cooper has the meteorite and is about to merge dimensions, but he has to ask, where is his pizza? Mario rides a mattress down a pipe with his girlfriend and all the women and lands on the troops transporting Luigi and Daisy. That is the slowest fucking mattress scene ever in the history of film. Do you know what? There was a bit which I didn't even realise as a kid that one one of the mattresses gets flipped over, doesn't it? Mm. So one of the Goomba rides another Goomba. <laughs> he fucking deserves that Goomba. <laughs> I didn't actually quite like that bit. It's like, I've never spotted this before. <laughs> Film's got layers. <laughs> that, that whole mattress scene is, it's painfully slow. It is. And they try, they try and do that thing, don't they, where they speed it up by like kind of using a handheld camera and just rushing it around wildly, making it look faster. But it's painfully slow. And you can see the two extras blessing the stunt people in the Goomba outfits just like struggling to keep hold of their heads <laughs> their little tiny heads oh bless him um right are you ready for you we're hitting the climax mate the biggest payoff finally cooper's pizza arrives <laughs> right, it's all spicy please mario and cooper fight cooper drops the rock and his wife catches it and runs to the meteor however cooper doesn't know 
that he's lost it. He thinks Mario's got it. Mario tricks him now with a shoelace. Quite like that as well. Mario, not just a bum, mate, a thinker. Man's man. He's working a, man, mate. Working man. Um, basically, now, this time, Mario has the little bomb from earlier. Everyone's running themselves in fear, pissing themselves. Mario winds it up and sends it to Cooper, who is paralysed in fear, despite the fact that he can move in three dimensions, <laughs> meaning he could just move to the left or move to the right and nothing would happen. Yeah, why would you? And the bomb, mate, was it Babon? Babon. Babon. Could not. It falls down a grate. Don't worry. It won't come up again. <laughs> not in time soon, anyway. <laughs> Cooper's wife puts the rock together and the dimensions are merging. Mario and Cooper and a few Goombas are transported to Earth. That's it. So the, the realms merging mean that Mario and Thingy get transported. No one else does. So what is it about the realms? Some buildings in New York decay. That's it. I, I thought it was that if given longer, more people would. Oh, it fucking use logic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So why is it those two? Because they're not near the meteorite. Because the plot demands it. Science. That's why. Science. <sighs> right. Cooper devolves Scapelli. He's back. Monkey. <laughs> I... <laughs> You would have thought that'd be a Donkey Kong cameo, wouldn't you? Oh, that would have been. Oh, that would have been cool. Mm. Mate, don't use logic. <laughs> Cooper is beaten by a little mushroom. He fought the little mushroom that could make because because now Bob Hoskins. What's like, the line? Believe in the fungus or something. Trust the fungus. Trust the. Oh, sorry. I look, like, I look like a fucking idiot now. Don't I? <laughs> when he shoots him with the raid, the fungus grows stronger, and then he throws the fungus and knocks him for fucking six. Mate, his fucking <laughs> mushrooms will uh, See the me, mate. Bob Hoskins, threw a mushroom, at, but then it's up. I like my career, but he's still yeah. Um, Daisy rips out the meteorite fragment, so everyone is sent back to Dunahatton within about a minute. That was fun. The bomb or bub bomb is still going. Mario and Luigi use the devolve guns on Cooper when he says my famous lines when he starts fucking screaming. It's like, ah, plumbers. <laughs> if this was an 18 though, that would be fucking shit. Yeah. Fucking plumbers. I, well, I do what? I think it's this stage where I just like, he's in a different movie, isn't he? He's just yeah. on another level. I mean, it's, if, if, they, if they filmed it chronologically, which I suspect they didn't, yeah. by this point, you would just be like, fuck it, I'm having it. I'm about to turn into a T-Rex. I'm going for it. But Bomb can um, climb up buildings, climb up sidewalks. It can it's do everything. Because of the Reebok shoes he's wearing. Mate, uh, it reaches finally the location just under Cooper. We find out it's sponsored by Reebok. They devolve Cooper some more and then he explodes. Mm. Not a big explosion. I don't know what everyone's worried about. Like the Bomb, like, he shits everyone up and he's like, have they not heard of C4? <laughs> we humans could fucking show them some things. Anyway, they start shooting him some more. They reverse him back. So you see him as a Tyrannosaurus Rex. See him as what I would guess would be his Bowser stage at one point as well. And then you see him turn into the final villain, his final form, or his first form, Primordial Ooze. It's nearly over. Don't worry. Cooper's death is met with universal acclaim. They immediately start painting over his image. It's almost as if they had paint ready. <laughs> <laughs> They're still opening, but it, mate, it's done. Um, and somehow the former king turns from a ball of fungus into Lance Henriksen. Goodbye, Hannah. That's the you're done. But also, that doesn't make any sense because just because Cooper's gone doesn't mean that he's not magic. It's science. He devolved him using the gun. How does that make sense? Bullshit. Bullshit ending. You're right. Do you know what, James? You've uncovered <laughs> a plot, plot hole in the Mario Brothers movie. Um, but now it's time for everyone to leave and return. But this again doesn't make any sense because when they send the um, the women that have been kidnapped back, they can just walk through the like the the wall, the portal mm. wall. 
So why doesn't Cooper, if he wants to take over, just go through there with an army? This never made any sense. They could just walk through it. They don't need the meteorite. They can just go, well, should we just walk through it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Let's just do that. So that's also stupid as well. Um, Daisy's not leaving, though. She's staying. <laughs> Goodbye, Luigi, you weird sex pest. <laughs> um, three weeks later, Mario and Luigi are called the Super Mario Brothers by a news reporter. There's a knock at the door. Daisy needs help. She's fucked it up in three weeks. <laughs> it's time to go to work on a sequel. No, it's no. not. <laughs> I, I kind of wish that this built to an ending where Cooper goes through the portal with his army and, and is immediately fucking mowed down by bullets <laughs> because the fucking mugs thought they could go across with their goo guns oh. and their stupid heads. Yeah. And they just, it was like, bow down to me and, Straight away, just got I fucking mowed. I mean, he's, at the end of Brooklyn, there's a definite possibility they would definitely get shot. Yeah, <laughs> night three, man. Um, that was the Super Mario Brothers. It, genuinely, genuine question. Not taking the piss now. Is there anything good about this movie? Anything good? So we did an episode on video games to movies once, and I used this in example. I said, "Do you know what? It's fun to take the piss off." I, because we were doing it longer in depth, I paid more attention. Mm. No, the, no, the, there's not. It would be. I feel guilty if this was like a film that, you know, a film that people put their time, effort, resource, passion into. But the more you read around the making of the movie, no one wanted to do it. Like, <laughs> no, one no one wanted to do it. So it almost feels like a free pass to just rip this film a new arsehole. But it is, it, it really, you do struggle. I imagine there is a cult following that in that weird there is, way, a huge yeah, one. weird like Reddit community, you know, and I mean weird as in like with the greatest praise. You know, the movies like this do attract these kind of cult statuses, but I don't, I, it's devoid of any fun, yep. of any humor, of any logical sense. And it, it but, and I, I often, you know, there, there are movies that I like, guilty pleasures that I like. And it's that whole thing in it. It's like, I know it's shit, but you don't need, don't you tell me it's shit. I know it's shit. It's my shit. Yeah. But this, it's like, it's universally, it's just shit. It is bad. I, what about you? Do you find any redeeming qualities in it? No, I really struggle. I, there, the only redeeming quality I like about it is going into knowing how much of a car crash this movie was to make <laughs> and then looking for those little things, looking for the scenes where Bob Hoskins can't use his hands because he broke it, looking for, you the know, casts, cast. yeah. looking for bits where Dennis Hopper clearly just fucking gave in. There were lines, Shakespearean lines in this where he's like laying in a mud bath and he's like, the thing I love about mud, it's clean and dirty at the same time. I just think, fuck it, paycheck, cash it in. You did it. Well done. But... Fuck, it, it is hard. I, I really wanted to like Fiona Shaw's character nah. because I like her from Killing Eve. You know, she's someone I found much later and stuff, but uh, no. it, it does nothing as well to kind of break down those stereotypes of like the damsel in distress storylines. Like there is no like redeeming quality of like any a, character. It's like a five minute scene where, she, where Daisy's literally on the intercom just screaming out like, Luigi, mm. Mario, Luigi. And they're like sighting fungus. They're literally sitting shit. <laughs> there, is, there is also a scene where she steps up. She's like, oh, no, I know why I'm in this movie. It's because I'm the only one who's got the power to take the meteorite stone out of the yeah, meteorite. Turns and, out, and no. no, Luigi fucking does it with some plumbing equipment. Yeah. <laughs> like, in the most mansplaining effort scene as well he's like pass me the so and so it looks like this and she's like oh I don't know which one it is it's like it's fucking terrible she hands him a fish <laughs> fucking mug do you know what the only way it could have been better well lots of ways, lots of ways. Lots of ways. Yeah. but you know Babom I why didn't he just have a star that yeah that would have been so epic. cool they just because just, what really irritates me what really hurts is 
is those kind of bits are really cool. Like the bomb, I remember it being a huge thing uh, in the N64, like this huge thing on legs. So I quite like the call. I don't understand why it's sponsored by Reebok. That that annoys mm. me. But I remember it being, I was like, oh, but bomb. They've made something really cool. Or, you know, for example, you know when they have a car chase, uh, the king is supposed to be fungus. What if they drove over, you know, he creates a mushroom and they go faster? Because yeah. that's the American car. Those little things would have made some fun, but there is no fun. Well, you're jumping on something at any exactly. point. Exactly. A green drain. Anything there is a re- like resemblance to the to the game is 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 painful. And do you know what? But the thing is, I actually you can't you can't blame the directors because I'm mean, like every two days they got told to make a different film. Mm. But then that created like what I can only imagine is like a really hostile work environment. You're you're Bob Hoskins. You don't need some prick talking to you every two days saying you have to be funnier now. The writers must have had a nightmare constantly rewriting the scripts. And you know, so whilst the directors get a lot of the blame, at the same time you can't. You know, a, what is it? A horse is a camel designed by committee. I can't remember saying. There's so many cooks spoiling this broth. It's no wonder that everyone didn't just die yeah, of arsenic it, it's, a, it's amazing that they actually got a movie out of it. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I, I think the biggest the biggest crime is that they didn't, that is, is this idea that they tried to make it some weird adult, but it's still a PG, you know, because I don't know about you, James, but when I was a kid, I wasn't into like dystopian no. metal cities where everyone's a stripper or, or wears leather or whatever. It just didn't, you know, when Jurassic Park is the movie that he's competing against, yeah, all right, I watch Jurassic Park any day of the week. Yeah. I Except think, for that scene in Jurassic Park with the strippers, that was a bit weird, right? Yeah. Close the nice, mate. Well, you know, <laughs> philosopher just Richard Amber, mate. He's, he's got to make some dollar, <laughs> hasn't he? Uh, oh, this film was bad. Do you know what? I read online something really interesting though, where someone was saying it's doomed to fail because, unlike you know, if you think of something like Resident Evil, where you can create a character or you can take an existing character like Claire Redfield or Leon Kennedy or one of those characters, it works. It transcribes. You know, you can do that with Uncharted. Obviously, you've got to get the right actor to do that, yep. but. The, the, what I was reading the, the very kind of summed it up really was this it's you can't it's it's not a movie you can transfer on screen no one can really do Lu- no. Luigi and Mario because they're not as much as I love the games and I love the playability of the games they're not characters that have got depth to them where you're like oh, I really get his motives I really get why that plumber does what he does it's the only way you could do it animated yeah, because when you do animated, there's a bigger suspense of disbelief. You don't have to explain anything. They live in the Mushroom Kingdom and he rescues the peach. That's all you need. Mm. Then you can have a storyline from that or and you don't have to explain it. Or an animated Mario, like the Sonic movie, an animated Mario coming to, yeah. you know, that that would work at least on a kid's level, like a movie like Garfield works on a, on a kid's level. Yeah. You know, at, at least then you're going to get some audience. But this... I, it tonally is, is all over the place, isn't it? I think um, there is an animated movie coming out next year. Is Super Mario Brothers movie coming out. Um, Sequel, though. Is, I assume it's based on this award-winning piece of cinema. Most definitely, I would have thought so, yeah. So at the time, these graphics were considered groundbreaking. Really? Yeah, they were, yeah. I believe it was up for some awards, like Saturn Awards. I mean, I'm not talking about good ones, <laughs> Mm. But for its disintegrating effects and stuff like that, which I think might have been the first time on a big screen, there, that there, really been... there is there is a scene where uh, Toad turns into the Gumba, and that 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 holds up. Some of the disintegrating scenes, okay, but then again, I I don't judge a film by its effects. No, no, do I? Just... These films are the gateway to the films we love and cherish now. These were the guys that stepped up. It's like Alien Three, you know, like you want you want someone in a suit playing the alien. But someone has to be the first. He, he, so, yeah, some some movies in them early ninety films had to take the leap and use digital technologies in movies and help it to progress. So I'd never look at a movie bad because of the visuals in it. 
you know, I don't fucking matter. I love Star Wars. Like some of the some of the best visual effects. What about um, the setting? Oh, let's be honest. Why are we going for it individually? It's, it's poor. It's poor. It's poor. It's poor. But, Everything uh, aspect pit, of it. Pit worst movie of all time. I, I would probably put it. It is pit worthy, isn't it? And that's that's sad because I, you know, when we was watching this, when we decided we were doing this, I was like, this will be fun. I had a lot of fun with Mortal Kombat. I don't understand how people don't like that. I had a lot of fun with Street Fighter. I had a lot of fun when we were ripping into Resident Evil ones. And you know what? In hindsight, we were too kind to the Resident Evil films. Yes, we were. Um, but no, unfortunately. You were the first. You were a pioneer. You were a pioneer in shit. <laughs> so, the, you know, we, we all live in hope for a uh, game adaptation that is really something. And I don't really think we've had it just yet. No, not yet. So, you know, Sonic Movie was all right. Mm. They're, they're coming though, aren't they? Uncharted. Mm. Not my Drake. Next week, Fear Street. Do you want to do it? The three? Yeah. Three movies? I think we could have some fun with that. All right. Let's do Fear Street, the trilogy that is available on Netflix. So that'll be episode 158 or whatever it'll be uh, next time. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave us a comment. If you like uh, Super Mario Bros, tell us what we missed. And you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but do start your email with Dear Sweethearts. All right. Uh, other than that, if I don't see you later, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Goodbye.